0: Brian Currents from Briancurrtzcomdy.com and I'm listening to what? Radiohat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with radiowhat.com. djlittlerock.com coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast. What makes you famous? It's an extension of the radiowhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? djlittlerock.com one more time djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote and maybe you can have me at your next event you know i like to party with the people the people need to be entertained let me entertain you (laughs) speaking of entertaining today on the program i have the shrubs who are the shrubs you ask Tra la la, have you been under a rock somewhere? Well, you're going to find out more about the shrubs in the next few minutes. So stick around. This week's shows, well, let's see. Oh, on Friday night, I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas for the video dance party karaoke jam. Now, this is a shortened hours Rab. Uh, for some reason, COVID 19 only comes out after 11 p.m. So all the bars and restaurants have to close by 11 p.m. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's how viruses work. Uh, after 11 p.m., they come out and start creeping around. <laughs> so the Rab will only be open till 11 p.m., not the usual one or two in the morning. So we have shortened video dance party karaoke jam hours from 730 to 1030 this Friday night. The Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Also, uh, they have a full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. I'm not even sure if they're going to have the pool tournament on Friday night, but hey, there'll be pool tables if you want to play some pool while you're waiting to sing on stage right near me. I don't say right next to me, six feet away. (laughs) Hey, I I, I may sound like I'm joking, but my goodness, we got to take care of each other. So. Yes, we have precautions. Wear a mask on the way in and uh, wear a mask while you're walking around, when you're interacting with people. But while you're having your drinky drinks and your good food, the kitchen is open. They have, oh man, they got burgers, uh, pizza, and chicken wings. Those are my favorite. So don't eat all the chicken wings. You know I want some, right? Okay. But while you're drinking your drinks, and you're having your food, you can always pull the mask down so you can get at your mouth. Okay. But, uh, you know, kind of try to keep each other safe until they this uh, vaccine or this cure or this treatment goes worldwide. I know that they're just now making up some vaccines and they sound pretty promising. I'm listening to podcasts, and listening to some, some news shows and reading some news and the, the, the vaccines that are coming out. They seem pretty promising. I know in, in Europe. It seems like they're they're going to start using one of the vaccines, so I guess they'll be the the guinea pigs of the world. But it seems like a uh, their version of the Food and Drug Administration has deemed this vaccine to be safe enough for wide use. So good luck, UK. I hope everything works out well, and we uh, lick this COVID nineteen. Wait, don't lick it. Uh, it's probably not a good idea. Don't lick it. <laughs> All right, that's enough intro. <laughs> Be at the Rab Friday night 6 7:30 uh, to 10:30 uh on Friday night at the Rab Conway Arkansas. Be there. Come out and play with us. I mean, if you're feeling sick or if you're feeling scared, stay home. That's that's the advice I've been given uh you know all, all, since February really, since March is uh if you feel sick, if you feel apprehensive about going out and being amongst people, stay home. Stay home. There's other ways to Interact with folks. You can do stuff online and uh, and talk to people. FaceTime somebody, you know. But if you're feeling lonely, hey, man, you can always call me 501 470 6386. I'll probably pick up, especially if you leave a message. I'll probably call you back. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that Now that's enough intro. Let's get into it with the shrubs. Now I got them on Skype. So, if you're listening to the audio version only of this, I encourage you to check out the video version at youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keysdan, or just look up Keys Dan on YouTube, and you'll find three YouTube channels, but it'll be the the one with the Radio What logo right next to me. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it with the shrubs. Skyping the shrubs now.
1: All I was locked you. in that original call. I, I couldn't hear anything, so it all locked up, but it sounds good now.
0: Fantastic, yeah. man. Uh, well, yeah. I, I have your three yeah. shining faces in front of me. Unfortunately, I, I, I think due to the way that this software is working, you won't be able to see me until I put the video out, but I have all three of you, and each time you talk, it'll switch all your, uh, it'll switch your faces, so each time you talk. Well, let's go, uh, let, let's start the thing off, I guess. The Shrubs, that's what I have as your name underneath your likeness. And uh, the person that's on the screen right now is Charlie of The Shrubs. Uh, maybe you can introduce yourself, Mr. Charlie.
1: All right. Thanks, Keys, Dan. Um, my name is Charlie. I'm the guitar player for The Shrubs. Um, we've been together, uh, I don't know, 30-something years. What? <laughs> and uh, I'm not, I'm not the spokesman for the band. We all participate equally, but I'll let the other guys go around and introduce themselves.
0: Well, I since uh, Spike is just off to your left, stage left, according to my uh, pictures, let's go with Spike. Spike, introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm Spike. Uh play the drums. Uh, occasionally, they let me sing. I'm um, uh, primary lyricist for the band songs and um rj and i originally formed and uh Carly along shortly thereafter so uh that's the exciting spike for it
0: <laughs> i'm very excited <laughs> it's spike you know that's a great name anyway i you know you you feel like you're driven like driven into things spike that's right drunk yes exactly. okay <laughs> so and uh last but certainly not least the smiliest uh, of them all i've seen your pearlies the whole time that we've been uh, on this call <laughs> Uh, so he's yeah. a very smiley guy. RJ of the shrubs. Uh, tell the okay, people who, about yeah. who you are. Okay. So
3: I'm RJ. Um, I've uh, one of the original founding members, as Spike said. I play bass. Um, occasionally, I'll write some lyrics, and I mostly do backup vocals.
0: Well, fantastic. Now I got a little overview of who the shrubs are. Now, is it just the three of you in the band? Yes. That's correct. Mm-hmm. They all nodded their heads and me as a very <laughs> terrible broadcaster, I should be addressing them one at a time, because if not, you know, if, it's not like we're in the same room, but I do have the ability to see their faces and uh, read their read their their facial expressions, which is a it's almost face to face. It's almost uh, a, a an interview that's uh that's face to face, which is great. You know, I, I like the technology. I like the way this is going. And uh, but I see R.J. on the broadcast software, so you must have laughed. You must have been the last person to <laughs> say uh, a word. Am I? It, it was Charlie, Wright. Have you been together for thirty-seven years?
3: Yeah, I think uh, Mike and I started jamming around uh, nineteen eighty-five or eighty-six, maybe eighty-six. I think it was. Man, yeah, and the class <laughs> of eighty-six rules, and it
0: feels, <laughs> it, it feels, you know, well, cause, yeah, for I'm, sure.
1: Please, sir, surely not in it
0: for the money. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm class of '86, uh, Western High School, Davie, Florida. Uh, so that's where I'm from. But uh, Ooh, where cool. did you all form? What, what? I mean, I and I'm going to go with Spike on this one. What, uh, what was the formation of the group? Where whereabouts geographically?
2: Um, yeah. So we uh, we started in Central New York State, uh, Cortland, Ithaca area. Um, RJ and I met at a community college, and. Um, we both happened to strike up a conversation realized we played instruments and uh, decided to jam. And through a mutual acquaintance, we met uh, Charlie and brought him on board. And that's really all that happened. It was pretty simple. Uh, you know, we weren't in any, anything for the music, music other than the fun. And um, here we are decades later.
0: <laughs> actually,
1: there was a little more to it because oh, uh, we were just, I was actually just telling this story yesterday. And Keys Dan. Just so you know, yesterday on um, the interview we were on, we had five people. And one was in Germany. One was in Spain. One was in San Diego and uh, New York, New York. So it got a little crazy. But um, anyways, I had moved to Florida um, when I was... Uh, geez, I don't know. Nineteen, and um, I was checking out the music scene down there, and uh, I was kind of, you know, looking for a change from New York. So um, I worked down there at a car dealership because I was, you know, I needed a, something to pay rent and that. So um, I tried it, and it was so hot down there. I was like, I don't know. I gave it like I think it was a year, and then I said uh, I saved up enough money to get back and. I moved back in with my parents actually, my sister happened to be living with my parents at the time, and she knew these guys from college, and she said, "You got to go and check these guys out and jam with them." So I was like, nah, "I don't know, She's, they're probably into you know my sister's music and things like that." But we got together and we hit it off and, and gelled, and it's been uh, it's been a blast. It's been a big thirty year party, you know. It's, <laughs> it's
0: been great, man, Charlie. That's a long time to be together. I mean, even for a family. Uh, families break up they tend to to move away from each other after a while it's 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 hard to to really fathom that a band has been together that long but then you know you see some of the bands that that have been together the the legends the 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 stones i can't believe they're still doing it after all these years fred and barney the stones i love the (laughs) stones but you you know charlie you said that you went to florida what part of florida were you
1: uh i lived in orlando actually uh Maitland I don't know if you're familiar are you familiar with Orlando?
0: Oh yeah I went to Orlando I remember Church Street I played at the edge uh, that was one of the things back in 94 when I was there I, I spent that year uh, playing on Church Street I was boxing um, uh, on Church Street at, at, at candy man's gym uh, right on the on the bad side of Church Street uh, but uh, yeah yeah we're about to oh, okay so were you were you uh originally from Florida? Born and raised in Miami, Florida. I spent a lot of time on South oh, Beach. Miami. The Florida Keys, which is where Keys Dan comes from. But uh, you know, uh, well, my, I was
1: going to ask you about that because I thought it was either that or I thought maybe you were a piano player or something. I thought it would be a cool jazz piano name, you know, Keys yeah. Dan. You
0: know? you know what's funny? <laughs> I came up with this name 2004. Well, no, it had to be 2000, somewhere, somewhere around the turn of the millennium. And uh, I had a guy in okay. England when I started using it on social media. A guy in England who calls himself Keys Dan says, I hope you don't mind that I'm using the, the same name. I'm a piano player. And I said, you're probably more, uh, you know, you're probably it's probably better that you have this name than I do. I got it from, you know, <laughs> being living in, in the Florida Keys. My mom and grandma are still down there. But, uh, you know, it seems yeah, like man. we ate a lot of the same dirt. I, I spent, you know, that year, 94 was the, the year that I was in Orlando. And uh, I remember Kirk Cobain. <laughs> Uh, dying and it was the the big news of that year uh, and um, yeah oh my goodness and and the magic uh, magic uh, not uh, the Orlando Magic I remember meeting Shaquille at the, in that same oh, year really? yeah he he came to the show uh, at the Edge one time and grabbed my mic and he says he, he kind of mumbled into it he said you know I got skills you know I got skills <laughs> that was his big <laughs> his big rap uh, Matt skill. Oh, it's big time skills! But no, man, you know enough about me. What do you guys think of me? No, I'm kidding, man. It it's, it's really it's all it's all about you guys and, and the shrubs.
2: Oh, I love the keys, though. Yeah. Um, I just like to add something about the Please. the longevity of our band is we're basically three guys who have uh, similar views on the world and a similar sense of humor, and we happen to play instruments. Okay. So uh, that's kind of how it how it really works that long. I mean, you just, you get along your friends first and bandmates second. Um, but you know, it works, you know, you, if you don't get along, it's like a family, if you don't get along, you don't last. It doesn't
0: sure. Yeah. But you yeah. don't get to choose your, your family. You get to choose your, your friends and the people that you <laughs> stick with. And it, it, it tells me that, that you have a kind of a brotherhood, a band of brothers, uh, so to speak. But, uh, yeah. RJ, you said you liked, uh, Florida. You, you, you like have you been
3: down there much? Oh well, yeah, I, I've camped on Big Pine Key, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, been to what? There's like some bar that's out there on some out of the way key too. I've been there. I forget the name of it, but probably somewhere I have like a, a beer beer mug from there or something. You know what's
0: <laughs> funny? You're in Big Pine Key talking about a uh, no name bar. There's actually no a, name bar. That's it. No name <laughs> key. Yeah, there's no <laughs> name key. Uh, that, that's, 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 that's exactly what I was thinking there. about. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. That is one of the most uh, famous places. No name. Hey, why wouldn't you take, it's like a horse with no name. You're riding on the horse. (laughs) Name the horse, man. (laughs) You know, name name the key. So yeah, no name key. One of the best bars in the Florida Keys. I never got the chance to work there, but I I worked at Holiday Isle in Alamorado, just about 50 miles north. Uh, The the Florida Keys, just to give you a little geography for the people that are listening. It's about 113 miles long. Uh, it's connected by bridges, one road. Uh, Sixty-six yeah. islands are connected, if I'm not mistaken. But then there's hundreds more islands that are not connected uh, yeah. by the overseas highway. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I remember one bridge that went to No Name Key too. You got it right. One bridge, yeah. and it's pretty much <laughs> one bridge everywhere. So you think you, you think that crime would would be non uh, a non a non thing. It, it, because how yeah. are you going to get away? You got, you either go right. North or right. South or, or you <laughs> yeah. swim. So it's kind of yeah. difficult, yeah. I, but are, are you all in close proximity in, in New York is, is somewhere around in, in the New York area? Uh, Spike and I are about
1: uh, 15 miles apart. Rogers is in, uh, in San Diego. Wow.
3: Yeah. So, yeah how, I moved yeah. to San Diego in uh, uh, a while back. And so we, we kind of went on hi- hiatus for a while and when I left, I, I thought we had pretty much split up. And then all of a sudden, like, Spike is like, hey, we're, we're remixing some of the old and updating some of the old tunes. And, and so, uh, you know, I got involved in that. And now we do everything remotely.
0: Yeah. Now, Spike, you said you were the main lyricist. Uh, when was your, when was a, oh, when you got together back in 85, you said, and you can correct me after I'm done. Uh, but y- y- you got together. What? How long did you start? Pra- did you practice? And, how, and and then, you know, before you got on comfortable enough to play in front of people. And oh, what was the first song that you put out way back when?
2: Um, well, I think uh, I can't recall exactly how long we jammed or we actually uh, were comfortable in playing in front of people. But we had friends who had a lot of parties and kind of got our feet wet doing that. And other um, we wow. started house parties. Yeah, I started believing in ourselves, um, got paid with beer. So that was uh, there was some, something for it. And um, the first original song we ever wrote was called Another Day Goes By. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was just something we jammed on and it happened and then it turned into a song. And then we said, hey, I think we can write songs. So we kind of kept going.
0: <laughs> now, when you're writing this song, and I'm presuming that you wrote this song, did it start off as a poem or did you... Uh, go into it writing it as a song and and how do you write a song for somebody who doesn't know how to write a song
2: well from a lyric standpoint most of my songs are um, based on something that's occurred in my life uh, and I don't necessarily it's not a uh, name names kind of thing but it's situational or life crisis or life situation kind of thing and um, I can kind of write them I try to write them so other people can identify with with it without being real you know, personal to me exclusively so sometimes you'll have a jam and you'll hear music and you'll get an idea from the sound of the music. like if it's an upbeat song you might have something good that's happened in your life that you're it's more of a you know emotional type of song then you, you fit something else to it and um that was always my strong suit was kind of getting words to go with. um you know i don't i enjoy doing it so now you being
0: you having the backbeat, you guys, you being the drummer, uh, do you come to the other guys in the band and, you know, say, Hey, I have this backbeat or do you play any other instruments? Like maybe can you piano it out or do you kind of
2: la la la? I
0: want to hear this.
2: There's this long standing, <laughs> uh, there's a long standing joke that I'm not a musician. I'm a drummer. So, mm. uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't play instruments other than percussion. And, um, that's pretty much how we write a song. If I have an idea in my head as I hum it to those guys and they turn it into chords. And, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like what I was thinking. And, you know, we get there the hard way. You know, when they write music, it comes. Um, and sometimes I'll have an idea that spins something they, they've they come up with. But uh, they usually write the music and then I, I write the words to go to it. That's the Formula.
0: you know what's funny spike and and uh i was <laughs> i'm really into bagpipe music and i had the, the opportunity back in the late 80s to go and see the royal regiments on parade and let me tell you this concert made me cry Fred, but it's a drum and bugle i mean a, a drum and bagpipe core and i was talking to some of the guys afterwards and you could tell the bagpipers were snooty because they uh, I said uh wow who who works harder in this band for some reason I think that was the question that came out and uh the bag the bagpiper quickly chimed in and said oh we work for a living and really just bashing the drummer like he all he does is bang on it you know cuz every every kid every especially a lot of the boys in school in grade school they're going to bang on their desk with a pencil uh, to the detriment of their teachers but that, that uh, you know that's a whole other story but you know, I'm fascinated by, by musicians, especially musicians that that have, uh, well, if not chucked all of it, because I know that you've had Joe Jobs in your in your time, but chucked a lot of it or put a lot of effort into it, at least enough to play in front of people and to put out songs, you know, be as be creative enough to put out music that you have developed yourself. Now, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Charlie on this one. You You're the guitarist, man. I'm fascinated by guitar. I have at least four guitars in my house, an Ibanez, a Squire, an Esteban. And then my grandma just gave me a, uh, a, a, a guitar that she's had since the fifties that she bought in Spain way back when I had it restrung at the local guitar shop. I cannot play more than three chords, man. Tell <laughs> tell me about your guitar. That's all playing. You need. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Two finger Ted, like Ted Nugent. Right. But uh, no, tell me right, about right. your guitar playing. Where did that start? You know, um, uh, uh not
1: to make a long story too long but uh (laughs) i actually uh i got a guitar was given to me when i was about five years old from my aunt acoustic guitar and so you know you just you're not really playing anything you're just like you know strumming the strings but uh my brother had a electric guitar and of course I wasn't allowed to touch it, but until he, uh, until he left, you know, for the day and then I'd sneak in and play it. And uh, I kind of taught myself, this is like, you know, five or six years old. And, uh, but the only problem was my brother is uh, left-handed
0: <laughs>
1: so not, and I'm right handed So even though I thought I was getting away with something, actually when I got my own guitar, I had to figure out everything reverse. So I really didn't really didn't get anywhere with that. But, uh, but anyways, um, you know, I took lessons and um I've studied music, uh high school, college, and and uh, a lot of independent stuff. And um, you know, it's one of those things that you know you gotta put the time into it. And a lot of people get frustrated and they give up and because they compare themselves, you know, to other people that have been playing for a long time. The way I look at it is, you know. If, if somebody had been playing as long as me, they would probably have, you know, equivalent skills. But you can't compare yourself to somebody that's been playing their whole life, you know. Just like if I tried to DJ, you know, I'd be all thumped and you know, I'm sure you're smooth, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I do all right. They keep calling me back. But, you know, it's hard having having Jimi Hendrix as your brother, you know, the only left-handed guitarist I can think of. So I'm guessing he was your brother and you picked up his guitar? <laughs> exactly
1: and you know that's the thing is uh Jimi hendrix uh took a right hand guitar and then he flipped it over and restrung it as a left-handed so uh you know it gets crazy when you think about it and uh, luckily when i took lessons you know i was all straightened out by that time so uh, it's a lot of fun and you know any instrument that you play it's a good uh release you know you it takes your mind off of what you're doing and you know it's one of those things that I think everybody should try to learn to play an instrument of something, you know, of some kind, because I think yeah. it's really good for you. It's good for your brain.
0: Yeah. You, I would you, say, you know, um, wait before you before you say, Charlie, okay. I learned that bit of trivia about uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, stringing his car up uh, his guitar upside down from uh, Andrew Dice Clay in the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Do you remember that one line? <laughs> yeah, that is
2: where. Oh, my guitar, yeah. my guitar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, Spike,
2: you were going to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say if anybody out there is interested in uh, playing drums, you need really cool parents and really cool neighbors. Um, <laughs> because vo- drums don't have a volume knob. So everybody's going to get to hear you get better or get worse and play at 10 o'clock at night. But I had really cool parents. And, uh, I always think of them when, when I do, you know, do things that, you know, are related to music. Cause I wouldn't have been able to do it
3: without them. So. Yeah, yeah, Spike. He must have cooler neighbors, too. Yeah, Yeah, but Spike, uh,
0: (laughs) you know, Charlie got his guitar from his great aunt, uh, from his wonderful, very fantastic aunt, who little did she know was going to to shape his life forever. But, you know, uh, when you give drums to a kid, it's usually the kid of the parents you don't like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was a child and. uh, I, I, uh, I begged for him for a couple of years and was hitting things that weren't drums and, uh, finally convinced them to just, uh, they knew I was going to keep hitting things. Man. So they just gave me things that were supposed to be hit and, um, you know, it worked out, but yeah, not for everybody. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: Spike, I, I mentioned that I, you know, I, I used to bang on my desk and my teacher didn't like it. But all through high school, I perpetrated like I was some kind of a drummer. I I went to the local guitar shop and grabbed a purple set of uh, drumsticks and I held them, kept them in my pocket, probably all through my uh, junior and senior year. You know, thinking that I was something Uh, just trying to find my identity. I wanted to be a drummer, never became a drummer. But R.J., man,
3: what are you playing and how long have you been playing? Um. Well, let's see. So I started playing bass in high school. And uh, I had a, uh, a guy that was in my high school that had um, uh, that loaned me his bass. Huh. And he, he actually went on to uh, tour with Foghat and Savoy Brown uh, playing bass. Yes. And so he, it was pretty cool that he you know lent it to me and You know, I I just started, I didn't, I grew up in kind of isolated in upstate New York. I, I actually grew up on a farm. So I was, uh, uh, the only music that I, that I could be exposed to was the albums that my older brothers bought. And what if you remember? So it was mostly like the Beatles and Pink Floyd. So, which one did you like mm-hmm.
0: better, uh, Beatles or Pink Floyd? So I
3: like them both. Um, I, I, I like to sing to the Beatles, but then I like to uh, play bass to Pink Floyd. And and like like I think Money was like one of the first songs that I learned to play bass to. Heck of and, a bass line. Uh, Heck of a bass line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's
0: a great place to start. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, pluck or strum on the bass?
3: Uh, both. I, well, okay, strum, yeah, not not too much, <laughs> but definitely I use a pick and my fingers a lot, and uh, uh, you know, it's, it's you know whatever whatever the uh, the song needs. Man, R.J., you say you started on the bass. A lot of the guitarists that,
0: or a lot of the bassists that I started that I've been talking to on this podcast and throughout my life, you know, on the radio and what have you. Uh, you know, most of them started out as guitarists and then they became bassists because the band needed a bassist. And, they, OK, <laughs> I'll pick up the bass. You know, it's like a like a <laughs> oh, like they settled for that. It, but
3: just, you, you say you started it, it in bass. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I started. Uh, I, I mean, you know, when I was in high school, I, I played trumpet. And but I was I, I learned, you know, like I taught myself how to play violin. I was not good at it, yeah. but I taught myself how to play it. Um, I, I, when I started listening to the Beatles, I, I heard like when I'm 64 yeah. and my sister happened to be playing clarinet in high school. So I grabbed her clarinet and learned to play that, uh, that line from, uh, when I'm 64 on clarinet. See
0: now that <laughs> see you get inspired by listening to, to, uh, to the greats, you know, the, we're, we're all standing yeah. on the shoulders of, of giants, right? But um, yeah, you I mean the, the Beatles definitely they had in their catalog they had such a repertoire. I'm listening to a podcast uh probably a couple days ago and they were talking about the the Beatles it, it, it as uh they were ta- they were playing with sitars and and just experimenting with different instruments. But yeah, to pull out a clarinet like like Jethro Tull pulling out the flute. I want to be a rock and roll star. Uh Mummy? Yeah. Oh yeah, shut up and play the flute. <laughs> and he ends up being a rock and roll star <laughs> you know how, how much yeah. have you experimented with the shrubs you know and anybody could take this this one have you experimented with other instruments besides you know the normal the the guitars the drums uh, maybe a keyboard uh, and and the, uh, the and there are two other people in the band no, no. it's just the three of us just the oh, three perfect. of you okay so between the three of you besides me, those two so between between the three of you what other instruments have you experimented with uh you got the drums you got the bass and you got the guitar but what what else have you we've, brought We've into
1: experimented the- with a lot dan and uh like you know even um in our recordings we've done uh piano organ um spikes done all sorts of different percussion effects and things like that and not just a standard drum set um uh kazoo we you know because we would play punk yeah. songs at a lot of the early parties and things like that we would do punk ver- all sorts of songs you know yeah. like we do patsy klein you know bing crosby a uh, three dog night we do like punk <laughs> versions of those we pull out a kazoo and start you know anything yeah. to make noise and people just yeah. love that well
2: yeah, RJ, rj played the zoo yeah the part like for we played the Cars. And whenever the keyboard would come in, he would have the
3: kazoo hooked to his microphone and he yeah. would actually play the kazoo instead of a keyboard because
2: yeah, it was great.
3: I, I had that kazoo taped to my microphone. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is incredible, man. Every kid gets a kazoo, little plastics, whatever, at a birthday party and then becomes yeah. a, a rock star, you know, instantly because that's all you have to do is hum into that instrument. Anybody that's, yeah. that, you know, that's listening that has never picked up an instrument, pick up a kazoo. They'll make you feel good about yourself if you think oh i can't play anything pick up a kazoo all you gotta do yeah. is hum can you hum yeah you can play you can play a <laughs> exactly. kazoo and, and accompany yourself <laughs> have some fun out there and then maybe you'll broaden your horizons and go further but you, you know it i'm listening to your music and before i even i, I haven't read any uh, bio on you i didn't know how long you'd been together but before I even started t- talking to you, judging by the list, listening the music, your influences from the 60s, from the 70s, I knew there was punk. I knew there was Beatles. I knew there was Pink Floyd in there. Uh, you know, the, the influences that, that uh, are on those songs, you come from that era and you bring it to the kids today. Now, what's funny is about 10 years ago, I had a little girl uh, come up to me at a, at a show. And I think it was an like an eighties, uh, show. And she asked me, Hey, how come there's no new eighties music? <laughs> just, just the question, you know, I, I almost, I, she was so cute. And I said, no, well, eh, what, what year is it? Eh, yeah, did I, did I just go back in time? I, I don't know. Am I the Terminator? I, but no, it was, it was a cute question. And I think uh, another yeah. que- one of my uh, other favorite questions was, uh, was Paul McCartney in another group before wing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, inspiration. I so. Yeah. Inspiration. Uh, we already know RJ got the Beatles and the, uh, and the, the pink Floyd from his brother. Uh, let's go with other inspiration, Charlie, who inspired you musically as you were coming of age and who was playing the records for you. Everybody's got an older, older brother, an older cousin. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I credit my, uh,
1: um, older siblings, same thing. I, you know, I when I was a kid, I, I didn't have any money, so I, I got the hand me down records. So my my older siblings, you know, had you know the Beatles and the Stones and uh, you know um, stuff like Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, things like that, which. To me you know it was my own album and i would just sit there and play the thing to death and because i didn't have any money i was like you know these i I love that stuff and i didn't have that many albums so i just kept playing them over and over again you know and then i started to learn the guitar parts and and things like that so yeah i think you know everybody you know if you're if you're lucky enough to have family and siblings i think that happens to a lot of younger kids and then you know my when i got older and i could afford to buy music my tastes were everywhere And um, I think that's one of the reasons why we we kind of gel together so much is because we're always changing what we're doing. We try to I mean, it it might sound similar, like from song to song, but we actually try to not get stuck in any kind of like pigeonhole. Like we're doing the exact same type of song, you know, right after each other. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, that is fantastic, man. I I mean, in my room, I had the the turntable and the eight track combination. I remember the first three eight tracks. I don't think I've ever said it. (laughs) But I had uh, The Eagle's Greatest Hits, um, uh, uh, Stevie Wonder's Superstition, and uh, and Steve Martin's Wild and Crazy Guy over (laughs) and over and over again. And those were the first – that's the first taste of music that I had for for my whole life. But you had uh, stuff that was guitar-driven. so I mean, you had to have picked out those licks and just really tried to practice on that original uh, acoustic guitar that your auntie gave you. Uh, I mean, what, what were you trying to learn first uh, First off, uh, Charlie?
1: Um, actually, the first, uh, I just remember the first uh, record I actually uh, inherited from my sister was um, the Beatles' uh, Ticket to Ride. I don't know if you remember that song. Come on. And um, I played that <laughs> thing to death and uh, I tried to figure out the chords and all that. And actually, I think it's um, it was played, some of it was played on a 12 string. So of course you can only do so much with a with a regular acoustic guitar, but you know you still give it a shot and and you try to do the best you can. And and that was one of the things I was starting to talk about with the kazoo was, you know, being a three piece band. Um, you know, a lot of people are used to a full band, so we're trying to like fill up as much musical space as we can. You know, we're we're um, you know, playing as fast as we can and trying to fill in all the gaps. You know, trying to avoid any you know, pauses or silence or anything like that. So it's always been a challenge, but it's fun too, because you just, it's, you know, you're constantly like busy and you know, you're, uh, you know, it's never a dull moment.
0: (laughs) A trivia question. Uh, ZZ top a real band, uh, rush. Are they a real band? I'm I'm talking about three pieces right here. Three pieces, Uh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, I think you got it. That's the minimum for a rock band is you need those three pieces. Oh. Although I, I, I was on tobacco uh, at tobacco road, which is a little club in North Miami, if I'm not mistaken. And they had an open mic night. And I remember one of my favorite things was a bass guitar and a guy beating a drum, uh, a, a, a bucket. There was two Mexican guys <laughs> and it was a, a bass and a bucket. And they had me enthralled for about 20 minutes that they were up there. Boom, 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 pow 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 pow. I mean, just you don't need yeah. much, and I guess that's the white stripes, isn't it? Where it's uh, just a two-piece band, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh, man, yeah. uh, you, you know, you got the backbeat and and Spike. Let's go with you, man. Uh, where did wh- who inspired you to beat on those drums? Because you, I already got uh, that you got the drums at an early age uh, from your parents, man. And good on yeah. them for supporting you.
2: Yeah, uh, the two biggest to me were both drummers that happened to come from uh, power trios. Um, One was Stuart Copeland from the police. Um, The other was the late, great Bill Peart from Rush. And um, both of those guys were extremely different drummers. I mean, you know, Stuart Copeland was a punk basher with some tasty stuff. And Neil was this, you know, super clinical, progressive guy. But they both appealed to me and they both hit really hard. I mean, those guys really played hard. And I just love the and I like the music that you know the bands that they belong to and um that's all I needed you know I was constantly trying to play what those guys were playing and they pushed me pretty hard because you know you know they're the best, the best in my and that's what got going though that's what really pushed
0: me Spike yeah. first of all you know I I was this years old like today like right now when I first learned how to say Neil Peart's name because I've been saying <laughs> Neil Pert my whole life. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I, w- I even worked on a classic rock station. I'm saying, you know, uh, come on. Really? Is it
2: Neil Peart? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he, he always just, he said like, well, how do you say ear? You know, E-R- is that you don't say her it's ear. So Neil Peart, you know, I mean, that was he, he was surprised so many people, you know, and yeah, I mean, I admit when I was younger, that's how everybody said it. at least everybody in the United States, everybody in Canada probably had it right, but
0: Yeah. Well, it took till he passed my goodness for me to figure it out not that i you know it makes much difference now but shoot yeah wow okay thank you for teaching me something this is a learning podcast right here fellas (laughs) uh spike you know and you say you were hitting hard man and you're you talked about to another three-piece band a fantastic three-piece band and sting with his bass lines rj uh, you know who who else is inspiring you on bass lines? And tell me, st- go ahead and say Sting. Go ahead and say Sting.
3: Yeah, definitely <laughs> Sting. Yeah, definitely Sting. Because when when uh, uh, Spike and I started jamming, I mean that's what we we played. We played the police because we had that uh, that common you know uh, uh, like of of the police. So you know we we started. I, I think the first song that we started jamming on was Roxanne, and neither of us could sing it, but we definitely. <laughs> Had it down, oh, yeah. Right. For oh, Spike, yeah. We
0: played,
1: uh, we played quite a few police songs in our early sets. We probably wow. had uh, five or six police songs in a, in a night. So and people loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah I could see that. You so you started off as a as a cover band, but Spike, I want to know where your drum set from. <clears throat> is it minimal or is it Neil Peart? You know, is it <laughs> he, his drum set was phenomenal. Him and and uh, Tommy Lee even. In Motley Crue, yeah. I, I watched, I saw the crew back in, I guess it had to be the mid '90s, maybe, and Tommy Lee was coming down from the ceiling, uh, turning, uh, uh, you know, upside down and playing, <laughs> yes. it just oh, just crazy. But I mean, how many yeah. pieces in your in your drum set, and do you need all
2: that, you know, all that uh, <clears throat> amount of uh, drums? That's a fantastic question because um, when I first started playing, before I we gigged i had a pretty good size setup you know i mean i had not here and there and everything it was pretty not gigantic but it was bigger than your classic five piece set and we started to gig and i would get to the show and i would be setting up for an hour <laughs> Every, the show would be over with and everybody's home and i'd be taking my drum set apart and it's like you know this is great on paper but when you're gigging and you've got a roadie um the big kit ain't exactly what you want so i paired it down a lot more. And, uh, I did get a friend of mine to help me, uh, be a roadie, but for a while it was a much smaller set after I learned life on the road. Uh, without. Yeah. man, I've um, said, right. I remember, it, I've said it I remember before. the sound
3: check. Oh uh, yeah. The sound check. Yeah. We'd all be like, Charlie and I'd be sitting there going, Oh, okay. It's time for the sound check. Uh, <laughs> you're still setting up.
0: <laughs> no, but, I've said it before. I I've been looking for a roadie since 1986. Uh, that is the worst <laughs> part of the show is the setting up and the tearing down. Once you're in it, oh my goodness, you get a good groove, you got a crowd that's responding. Oh, that's love. It's it's just love yeah. exchanged back and forth. That is the reason that people play, uh, you know, yep. music for the people. And, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah that setting up and the tearing down. I can imagine. And the drummer, man, I feel for you. That is the worst of the worst. A singer, <laughs> yeah. a guitarist. It's pretty much just. Uh, a plug and play but a drummer yeah. to set it up the way he he needs it
3: yeah I, I feel yeah. for you man well see we had a we had a good yeah. we had a good uh a good setup because uh our 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 the guy who helped set up the drums also was the light man so we designed our own lighting system <laughs> and so we uh we had exactly. him running it while when he's not you know setting up drums.
0: Well that's yeah. the way it has to be. I mean as a DJ <laughs> It used to be uh, I was just two turntables and a microphone. Now I'm the lighting guy. Now I'm the MC. Now I'm the you know, I'm the promoter. I'm the the guy oh, making yeah. the flyers. I'm the guy, you know, papering the streets if I you know, so to speak, making the the events. You got to be everything to, to everything. But you you say you have a roadie that that at least goes with you. You have at least one guy that's uh, doing some of the work, helping you with the legwork?
2: Yeah, well, he was a college friend of mine. Hmm. happened to be a drummer. Um, and you know, he loved the whole scene. So he would come to the shows and then because he was a drummer, it worked out really well for me because he knew how to help set up and he could actually get behind the kit and do sound checks and stuff. And he was looking for stuff to do while we were actually playing the show. So he dumped on the, the light show. And interestingly enough, back then when you're doing a light show annually, the guy who plays drums actually is pretty good at it because he's, you know, it's a physical to the beat kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It really worked out pretty well, and everybody got paid um, with beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah. the Spike. Uh, Spike, yeah. give credit where credit is due. Do you remember the guy's name? I like to give shout outs to way to the people that help us out
2: along the way. Yeah, Maddie. His name's Maddie. Say that name again. You cut <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Maddie Canino. We call him uh, yeah. the Light Man Canino. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Excellent, man. Dude. Now, did he make his own lights or were they all store bought?
2: Oh, we made everything. Uh, uh, coffee, can, coffee cans.
0: Coffee yeah. cans. Uh, well, yeah. I remember my we first a- light set was coffee cans.
3: <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. But we, yeah. we, we, we designed a digital uh, controller for it, though. Yeah. Yeah. In our other life, we were electrical
2: uh, engineering people. So we, during our, our day job, instead of working, we would sit there and create ideas for our own light board. And <laughs> at night, we would work on them and build them. And, yeah, we drank a lot of coffee just to get another set up too. We, looked- <laughs> we were buying coffee just for the can. I, well, yeah. I, I buy coffee for the coffee as
0: well. I, I had a, a, my first set of lights was cafe Bustelo, uh, lights. And you know, what's in my cabinet still cafe Bustelo, espresso, uh, straight from Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the, the stuff I drink. I've been drinking it my whole life, man. Since I was a kid, my, my grandpa, you know, is a uh, Cuban. Uh, you know, so I'm half Cuban from Miami. Who would have thought? Really? really? A Cuban from Miami? I, Come on.
2: I no, think, uh, um, but I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we have the Folgers light show. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, the, man. And you get like painted black. Yeah, yeah. You get
0: little little, uh, you know, little gels to put in front to kind of yep. give you the I idea, but happen. you're okay. But. Uh, Spike and RJ, you mentioned earlier that you were in community college, and for anybody listening, community college is still college. I've been to college yeah. a bunch of times, but uh, okay. RJ, what were you studying uh, when you went to school?
3: So, so both of us were studying uh, electrical technology. So we we um, we were actually the first two, I think, out of our class to actually get a job too. So we must've been pretty good at like that
0: (laughs) technology. Well, that's good, man. It's nice to have a day job, a steady paycheck, uh, something to to, uh, supply insurance. People that think that they're going to get into the music business and make a living. They they realize (laughs) a lot of musicians don't have insurance. You're going to go, you're going to go with the pain uh, that, Oh, that molar that's coming in. uh, The the arm hurts from all that playing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't have insurance, but you got, it's yeah. nice. It's nice to have a day job. I have a day job. It's got insurance. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
3: what What yeah, job we were, did, what job did you end up doing? We side by for, side for, what, eight years or something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because by day we would work together at our, our day job, and then we would talk about our gig that night, and we'd get all ready and then leave work and go do our music stuff. So well, yeah, what, one paid the bills, one didn't, but there were, you know, we had a good time.
0: Yeah, the one's good for your soul, and one you know sucks it away. <laughs> I won't say which one. <laughs> but, but, but what kind of what kind of work was an electrical engineer? What kind of things were you doing? Designing what?
3: Um, so we so we worked for a company in Ithaca, New York, which was they designed uh, uh, filters for data acquisition systems, and so we worked as a technician for uh, about eight years and and. Basically, all we did was uh, get these things ready to ship.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and both of you just <laughs> working side by side, doing the same thing—kind of an assembly line yeah. job, or or an actual sit at the desk, thinking and and drawing on paper.
2: No, you, yeah, we had to uh, you know troubleshoot electronics and do calibration and um, and testing and data and reports. And you know, it was pretty in depth uh, from a technological side. Um, so it kept being boring because. They had a lot of different stuff going. On. So it, was, it exercised our minds pretty good.
0: Yeah, my stepdad, yeah. my stepdad was an electronic engineer. Uh, it, he didn't like me too much, but he did help me uh, build a, a, a synth- synthesizer uh, one year. Oh, okay. I think it was 11th or 12th grade, like an eight octave synthesizer, uh, which was kind of cool, man. Soldering on a on a board, and you know, yeah. this is back in '84. Uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. I I was learning Apple. Uh, you know, Apple computers in school, but to, to have this as a home project, it was, was kind of neat, man, building, you know, the circuit boards and stuff like that. That was, that was pretty yeah. cool. Now, Charlie, yes. uh, you, you know, when you got out of, uh, of school, after you taught yourself how to play the guitar, all the chicks are falling <laughs> at their feet because you're, you're the man, the man with the ax. That's why guys learn how to play guitar. It's for the chicks, baby. No, but uh, you know, after uh, after school or, or during school, were you were you playing guitar all through your high school days, and did you go to college as well?
1: Yeah, um, I played uh, in in school. Um, we had uh, there wasn't really a um, guitar program. You know, you had this. Jazz, there was like a jazz band, and then there was like the. Um, orchestra band and that and i wasn't i didn't actually participate in that part of it but um after hours there would be a group of people drummer bass player a couple guitar players would just go in and jam you know this is where we were like probably i don't know 15 16 stuff and then i had other garage bands that i was playing with at that time too um it's funny though that you mentioned the girls and that because when i went to florida you know i i i you know, I didn't know that much about Florida, so I, you know, I will go down there with all my uh, Molly Hatchet and my Leonard Skinner and my uh, Almond Brothers, and you know, I think, boy, the chicks are gonna love me down there. I get down to Orlando, and all the chicks I met were listening to like uh, Cool in the Gang, Commodores,
2: <laughs> and stuff, like
1: that, which is cool. I mean, I like those guys too, but it's just like. You know, it's like how something isn't, you know, how something isn't exactly how you think it's going to be. Or how should I put that? Things aren't always how you expect them to be. And, uh, but I still had the good time down there. And, you know, I, I, I like Florida. It's, it's a little hot in the uh, summertime. But um, anyways, I did uh, go to college and I was in TV, radio, actually. And um, I actually learned to DJ. <laughs> um yeah you know spinning vinyls uh 45s and that and we had a college radio station um it didn't it wasn't uh, powerful to you know broadcast you know a large geographic area or anything but um but it was fun and um i actually toyed around with the idea of starting like a like one of your um gigs like doing djing and i think that's actually pretty smart because uh it's kind of um you can play. I, I know DJs that are like playing all the time. And yeah. I know they work their butts off too, but it just seems like with bands, you know, it's it's hard to even before COVID and all that, you know, you can only play the same place so many times, and then yeah. you know, you got
0: to kind of move around. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice that you have that versatility, man. If you had if you had to, you could fall back on it. And and yeah, I, I talked to a lot of musicians and, and me not able to play all that much. I have a full piano that my 15 year old daughter plays and she's wonderful. And then I have all these guitars that I mentioned before, and there's a harmonica in the house and I can't play a lick, but I DJ since 1986, I can play everybody else's songs. And and one of the reasons yeah, that I know. got on radio was to promote other people, which is what I'm doing with you shrubs, the shrubs. I, I know we've been talking about like your life and, and where you came up to here, but man, it's a, it's just, it, it, it's nice to learn from people and how, you know, anybody can go to your, your website and, and find out about you, uh, you know, or go to your Facebook I, I mean, I'll say it's the dash shrubs.com that that's like mm-hmm. the, the place yeah. to go. And then there's the links to all your, your various, uh, social media. Anybody can, can go and listen to the music, but I like to learn about the people behind the music. What makes you tick, man? And, and I'm, I'm learning right. a lot about you guys, man. I got RJ, Spike, and uh, Charlie of the Shrubs, man. And and we're just chit-chatting. But, um, you know, when you went down to, to Florida and you ca- caught uh, wind of the disco scene, I was in the disco scene. But then I've also been in the classic rock scene, too, man. I liked it all when I was yeah. growing up. You know, ACDC on the back of the bus back in 1980 was was my jams, you know. But then Cool and the Gang. Yeah. and Casey and the Sunshine Band lived down the street. Uh, Kay, uh, Harry Casey <laughs> lived down down the way, man. And, and and I got involved with all of them as well. I, the last well, radio station and, I was working at was, was uh, freestyle and disco. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: And Dan, I mean, I'm sure you know that, uh, you know, when you're playing parties and bars, you got to play music. You got to play a little of everything. You can't just, yeah. you know, put yourself, you know, in, uh, you know, one category because, you know, you, you're going to have a very limited au- audience. And and so that was one of the things we learned early on was, you know, we'd be playing uh, White Christmas, uh, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? What, is, I what is July? <laughs> Joy to the World, you know, all these songs punked out and people love that stuff because it kind of connects on both sides. You know, the hardcore punk people would love it and then people that were just into like, you know, they want to hear a song that they know. And so, you know, that's that's really important. I'm sure you've uh, seen that in in your um, performances and that. So,
0: Oh, mashups were huge uh, about a few years ago when Glee was big, you know, where you would mash up two songs that that you think would not go together, but then here's you know, uh, Billy Jean and, and nights in white satin, you know, mix up together just, uh, and you're like, what did that just happen? Yeah. You mixed them together, but, but (laughs) yeah, going back and forth, but I always start at the eighties because that's the music I like. And then I work my way out, you know, and, or, or I find out, Hey, what year the birthday boy graduated high school, whatever year that is, that's probably what the music that he likes. That's probably where he wants to start, you know, but, uh, but you guys, did you graduate around the eighties? Was did you uh, graduate high school around then? Eighty-two mm-hmm. for me. Eighty-two yeah. for Spike. RJ.
3: Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. He doesn't <laughs> want to age himself. He doesn't want to. Uh, you know what? I don't, don't want to age <laughs> myself. You know what's funny? When I turned
0: fifty, before I turned fifty, I was so vain. I never wanted to give away my age, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know. But then as soon as I I was, uh, uh, Sally O'Malley. I'm 50. I can kick and stretch and kick. I'm 50. And now I'm yeah. 51 years old, man. I'm one year removed from Sally O'Malley. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, yeah. I, I don't worry I'm about age so much. I, yeah. I, before that, you know, and, and I worried about losing my hair and, and no, thankfully I still have a full head of hair. My younger brother, bald as can be, but you know, it, 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 you know, we age, but you got to age gracefully, man. You're still doing what you love, no matter what age you oh, are. Yeah. So, oh, RJ, yeah. <laughs> once again, how old are you? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, what year did you graduate, Charlie? Uh, eighty three. Eighty three. All right. So we chewed yeah. kind of the same dirt. Maybe you're a couple years older than me, but but uh, so you when you first started as the Shrubs, you were playing covers, like you were doing a cover cover band. Yeah. Uh, a, man, a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Well, a lot of people think they got to do originals to, to make a living. You could be a good cover band and make a decent living. But how many yeah. songs did you have in your repertoire, Charlie, before you went out on the road? Uh,
1: I would say we probably started with uh, around 30. And then, you know, if the night was going good, we'd recycle some of them and bring them back out again. And a lot of times, you know, certain parties, you'd, I'm sure you run into this too, where you you want people want to hear the same song again because they liked it so much. So, you know, they'll pass the hat around or what have you. So, you know, it's always been, you know, whatever that, whatever the people want to hear, we play it, you yeah. know, and, uh, but well, we expanded a lot. And uh, actually, one of the interesting things I was talking to, to Spike about the other day was, uh, we lost count of how many different song- cover songs we played. And we, it's every every once in a while, we hear one on the radio and go, holy crap, we used to play that one too. <laughs> it's
2: it's, it's yeah. insane. And we're yeah, well, talking we- like over a hundred songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, we would, I mean, our gigs when we did these and stuff would be three hours, yeah. it was like, you know, three 40, 50 minute sets and with short breaks. So we had to have a lot of stuff.
0: That's yeah. a good cover band. <laughs> About 15 songs per hour is how it averages out. If you play the songs true to themselves. Now, you can always stretch yeah. that out, man. You can just j- start jamming after a while and just and talk over it and, and do a little story, storytelling. Hey, this song yes. came out back yeah. in 1967, <laughs> and the guy was, you know, it, it you know, it was on a. He was fueled by heroin and, uh, you know what have you, you know. <laughs> yeah,
3: but yeah, and, a lot of our stuff was mostly about. Hey, look at the drunk guy over there. You know, let's make fun of him for a while. And, yeah.
0: and, and that was the 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 guitarist, right? Because you were paid in yeah. beer.
2: <laughs> and Spike no, has I'm, said it several times. <laughs> <laughs> we we did play a gig once, and we were set up on front porch and charlie was over on the right side of the porch and rj was on the left side and that was in the middle and people had been drinking all afternoon and charlie fell off the porch <sighs> but we can still hear like guitar coming on, and like he was like in these this hedgerow we fell off he was still trying to play and so people kind of pulled out of the bushes and um he's you know he was literally, literally. in the shrubs. <laughs> yeah. Dang,
0: that's a <laughs> consummate professional. Professional <laughs> man. Still playing and the band played on. Well since yeah. you since you mentioned your own name and that's usually the part of the movie we enjoy is when they say the title of the movie, you said the shrubs. How did the name <laughs> come about? Who wants to take that yeah. that question? How did Uh-oh. the name the shrubs come about?
2: I <laughs> can well, well, do that one. <laughs> yeah I can do that. Um when RJ and I were working together, uh, we were forming the band. we were trying to come up with a name. And so we gave a bunch of our coworkers a list of names to pick from, and they got back to us and last. So because we were young anarchists, we picked the one they liked the least. And um, you know that that that's all it was it
3: was just we just picked. Yeah, and played it. and, well, um, it's yeah, a good we name some,
0: for the type of music that you pretty,
3: play. Pretty interesting. Yeah, we had some pretty interesting entries into our list of songs like uh, Piggy Pucker and Oh and Dumpster Juice was another Dumpster one. Juice. <laughs> yeah. This I is back know. in the 80s. They're Come on, Trump's, you're getting these yeah, names dead last.
0: Yeah. Wait, uh, you, this is the 80s that you're naming this band?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Late 80s. And these are the names that are that
0: are coming up. These are <laughs> these are pretty cool, man. This is good. Yeah. This is like uh, edge on the edge thinking. But the <laughs> is a great name for a band from the 60s really and and you're playing this uh, well what is, what is it that I read on your on your bio that it it's what, it, what would you classify the genre alt prog I hate to put it in a box cuz there is no box man the, but yeah, that, that, but when you when you're putting your stuff up on Apple iTunes or or Spotify spotify uh what's the uh the genre that you have to check off on the box
3: i, I say alternative yeah alternative alternative rock uh uh pop punk um uh yeah rock party is, music yeah
2: for us i mean people ask me what do you sound like i'm like i don't know yeah uh, you sound like us. I don't know. You know. Yeah. yeah. You sound like the shrubs, and that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, you
0: started off as a cover band, but when did you start uh, filtering in? And what what year did you start filtering in the uh, the, the the original songs, or or, mm-hmm. or, or just one time you said, "Hey, you want to hear a, an original song?" And all the whole crowd said, "No." No, we don't <laughs> keep <laughs> well, playing here,
3: the hits. <laughs> we had, we had one, one original song that, that would really, that the crowd really loved. It was, it's called Wren. Okay. And that was one song that we, we used to play out because people would request it. It was a drinking song, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't
2: know. What year was that? Like we, we probably did cover stuff for maybe a year, year and a half. And we're working on stuff. And then we slowly kind of, here's one of ours and played it and you know people like the stuff so you know we just kind of you know we kept it mostly covers because that's what people wanted to hear but we you know we slowly fed them a diet of our stuff and you know people liked it
0: well because at 51 (laughs) my memory's going blank uh what year did you form
2: like 86 87 yeah somewhere
0: somewhere around there 85 through 87 (laughs) so somewhere between (laughs) 85 and 87 but are you playing only well since 87 are you playing only originals or, or when did you did have you made the switch over is it or is it 2080 or you know is there a percentage of of songs that you're playing uh covers and then playing originals as well when you get on stage and
1: you know it's it's always a challenge because you know we could we we write some of the some of the songs we write our originals are are fairly complex and you know how it is i'm sure you run into this you know dj We would play a song like that that's highly complicated and, you know, it takes a lot of work and rehearsal, and we wouldn't get much audience response. And then we whip out something like Wild Thing or My Generation, and the crowd would just go wild, you know? So you got to mix it up. I find that we still can't play all originals. Uh, It'd be rare that we would do that, you know?
0: Hey, time will tell, man. It's only been 30 years, and you got at least another 30, (laughs) at least another 30. Thirty more. Now, you know that wasn't a jab, man. That wasn't a jab. that wasn't a dig, really. It really wasn't. No, but you know, like I said, man, you can make a good living as a party band, as you know, doing covers. But yeah. originals is what you want to do. Spike has taken the time to write in these lyrics, and all three of you have taken the time to uh, put your own input into them and and, and make a bit, little babies. You know, little baby songs that you put out in the world, and and you try to play them in front of people. Hey, look what I made for you! What do you like it? Eh, I, you, you want that response, man? But you already said that yeah. you, you've had some groupies. You've had some people that that follow you from place to place. I mean, uh, oh yeah, is, is that pretty cool? There's- I mean, what's the response when you when you start playing these original songs, especially that one that gets a, a good response? How do you feel when that
2: comes out? Well, it's a good stuff. I mean, you know, there was actually a time where people playing didn't play enough originals, and we at that. I mean, I remember that kind of caught us off guard because. We had come out with a, you know, back then it was cassette tapes mostly, but we had come out with one, and um, we really weren't playing a whole lot of it. People actually started asking us, so how come you're not more of your stuff? So that was kind of, um, that was refreshing,
3: actually. <laughs> it's, it's hard and to play bars with originals, though, you know, so we had to be able to play covers in order to get the bars
1: yeah. And Dan, the amazing thing, of course, you know, now in being in the business is that it's all about social media. And the really cool thing is like with Facebook, um, we still have people that were at parties like yeah. in, you know, 88 that will like chime in and say, oh, do you remember that party? At, you know, so-and-so's <laughs> house. That was wild. You know, it's just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I've done <laughs> thousands and thousands of events and I still remember. The, the handful or, or two that, that that were just so amazing you know being at that place yeah. oh just that uh, memory I mean, makes me smile and, and for yeah. a, an entertainer a musician and it, i don't care if you juggle man you juggle in front of people and they all respond to it and clap you're like yeah i feel so good you get those endorphins it makes you yeah. feel good man it, it, it's the yeah. best high it's better than any high and i i imagine uh, that's why some musicians get into trouble because when they get on, off stage, they want that high still, and, and you know, mm-hmm. and they got to try to find it some other. Way. Thankfully, yeah. you, you, you're yeah, working musicians. Yeah. But the the two of you, uh, Spike and Charlie, you're in New York. I never even got to how RJ made his way over to San Diego, which I've been to. I, I took the the ten out <laughs> to the eight uh, and did a party <laughs> out there in some millionaire's house. Uh, way the, oh, I think it was really? two thousand. Four or five, I was there. It was
3: wonderful. You almost have to be a millionaire to live there. No, I had my equipment
0: out on the uh on at next to the pool, and I said, "Hey, should I bring my equipment in overnight? Is w- in case it rains?" He said, "No, it's not going to rain. It's never going it to never rain.
3: Nope." Hmm. So, what took you yeah, to that so gig? I actually, I actually got a. So, I actually went back and got an electrical engineering degree, and I. i I, that was my job i you know i got a job out here and i moved out here so um i i stayed out here for a while and for a while i never even touched my base and then finally when these guys started you know uh spike was like oh we're remixing some stuff and i'm like okay i'll i pull out i was remodeling my house and all my stuff was in 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 the garage pile up and so i started pulling it out and plugging it in and see what you know what worked and what didn't work and so i replaced the stuff that didn't work and and finally i got all my equipment back to where it was and i'm like oh i can start playing bass again
0: oh that's so, so. cool rj man but uh, y- y- you got to to san diego well okay i mean we can go with current events y- y- you know yeah. the two in new york and the two in san diego uh, you know the this were you playing well let me before i, I start asking about Covid 19 and the lockdowns and stuff had you been playing all the way up until the time you went to san diego and what year was that
3: that was 95 so you so
0: from 85 80, 85 87 whatever year it was until
3: 95 you were a working yeah. band playing yeah and, and we, to give and all that, that up we, we wrote three uh three albums worth of original music in that wow. between 85 and 95 amazing
0: yeah. amazing and to give all that up and and go to San Diego yes to make a, a good living for your family you know i'm sure it was it was a it was a hard decision still to leave yeah, the band yes. to to leave all mm-hmm. that music behind and and spike and charlie what did you do after rj rj left
2: did you continue playing i think we all took a hiatus in one form or another this band obviously um i always played drums so i kind of had them uh had em there and i would you know i kind of just got Kept playing and whether I was playing along the thing, you know, records or, you know, CDs, I guess, technically. But, um, I always wanted to play. I mean, for me, playing drums is, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's almost like a meditative thing when you're, when you're, when you're playing and it's a cardio thing. That's something just part of me. So for me, all those years, I kind of just kept playing, whether I was in a band recording gigging or anything, it was just something I did. So, um, never left music, even, was was not what it was for a while but spike
0: not playing out in front playing on on your own
2: yeah no just my own and i you know kind of gave me a chance to to woodshed and actually sort of um take time to you know to re you know explore the drums because you know kind of you can get in ruts i mean um you know a lot of there's a lot of things who kind of back and and reevaluated how they played and like taught themselves you know you know explored more i guess so that was a Time for me to just become more exploratory with the instrument and other types of percussion, and you know, in the hopes that someday I would once again be digging or recording or doing something. And it did work out, so you know, it was good. All and, good. And then Charlie from '95
0: until your reunion, what were you doing?
1: Uh, I did play in a couple other cover bands, so I did that for a while, and um, you know, I was uh, doing writing, um, you know, doing some experimenting. Um, i also play piano on that too so i did some there's other uh there's websites out there where you can collaborate with people like around the world and what you do is um you can upload a file or somebody else will upload a file and then you take that track and then you add your part to it and then you you know submit it and then other people kind of you know add their little piece to it and you come up with these collaborations so that's a lot of fun too and it keeps you keeps you playing and it keeps you, um, writing and, and composing and arranging and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I never stopped playing and we never really, we never like said, you know, that's it. We're through. We just kind of like, you know we still keep in touch and say hey have you heard this new you know have you heard this album and that and we'd like be you know talking back and forth and and then uh little by little we started remixing stuff you know mike and i were spike and i were both in new york so it, you know that lended itself to uh accommodating yeah. you know remixing you know face to face and cool. um once we started getting a process down then you know of course we pulled rj in and uh you know it all gelled again so it was great
0: it's amazing this internet can't be used for good i i was talking to a gentleman uh a guitarist from australia who has a drummer in germany who has a bass guitarist in in the middle east somewhere and they mix it all down in and, and they're making wonderful wonderful music it's it's harder to get together and tour when you're all living in different places but you know, you could still make music together. So, when was the reunion? When did you start remixing all your older stuff and start coming up with with new music? How long ago was that?
2: Uh, what was that? I don't know six or seven years, ago, perhaps, maybe. So, Somewhere I happens. think
0: it was more than
1: that. I think it was but, ten years ago that I think it was over ten years ago that you and you and I were remixing things and then we were bouncing stuff off of RJ and and you know things. Yeah. Um, he got to a point where he could, you know, put the time into it. And, uh, you know, it's been full throttle since then.
3: Yeah, so, and I think uh, I think the 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 stuff that we were remixing was uh, uh, another day goes by and that we actually ended up releasing that in 2018. So that was a, a long project. Yeah, that was yeah. well. That was sort of getting our, our, you know, our feet wet with the whole process
2: of, you know, the, the digital audio workstations and stuff because the techno geek a cool the musicians, drummer, or whatever I am, it was kind of cool. So I could mix both worlds together. So I was hungry to learn the technology, and and, um, and it was kind of, you know, once we were able to bring our old material into the digital world, you know, remix it, release it to the public and to a much bigger audience and uh, people liked it. And that was kind of neat. And then moving forward made it a lot easier because all three of us got involved in the process and you now that's where everything is today and on the current pandemic situation it's almost the only way you can work i mean charlie and i live 15 miles apart and we still you know don't collaborate in person you know? yeah i mean it, it, oh, it,
0: yeah mm-hmm. the internet is is helping to, to bring people together it can be used for good you, you don't have to just uh, tweet a bunch of nonsense out there you can get get together with people but yeah. i'm glad that you got back together you know what's funny in that uh in that first uh, sentence on when you got back together you were like ten years ago. I still think of ten years ago as the nineties, and that <laughs> one, <you laughs> no. time just slips what, away, it? man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> time just slip, it just keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future, <laughs> you know. But
3: uh, yeah, oh yeah.
0: But uh, you know, all right, So tell me about uh, you know New York uh, lockdown. Uh, I heard it was just completely locked down, and then San
3: Diego still locked down, or New, uh, the California. Hey. Still locked down. They just they just locked it down here uh, for the next three weeks, and and like all the restaurants are closed now. So it's like I'm really stuck at home.
0: I, I feel for you here in Arkansas. It feels like we didn't even have uh, COVID. What you know? Uh, yes, yeah. I, I have a I have a bandana that I, I'll wear over my face because the scientists tell me to. They say, hey, if you wear this mask, you can go out and do stuff. Oh, okay, I'll do that but yeah. then the, you guys don't have that, that luxury. Are you even yeah. able to get out of your house or do you go to the grocery store? I mean, yeah, I have, he's got his have, shrubs. Hey, mask. Fantastic. <laughs> he's got shrubs masks. Where do, where can people find that mask? That's merchandising, man. That's where the uh, real money in the movie It's made. one of a
2: kind. <laughs> oh, we got to that. Yeah. We got to. <laughs> you don't tell yeah, well, me one of a for, kind. For, yeah. For, Limited. And I, I don't do a whole lot. I mean, I do go to the stores and I don't, I'm not, a you know, locked in my house per se, but it's, you don't go to the bars. There's no, um, yeah, no the, bars. Thing, the way life used to be. It's just not like that. And unfortunately in the area where I live in central New York, uh, things have gotten considerably worse in the last couple of months. And, um, you know, I do know somebody who is my age, who was in good health, who did pass away from wow. getting sick. And it, uh, that prospect is kind of so so um, more to reaching out to the technology side of life and the video communications which really improved a lot for personal work oh yeah experiences um, and that's you just kind of have to embrace the technology
3: because yeah like last Friday yeah last Friday um, we actually there's a there's a, a pretty famous bar out here called the belly-up bar that's in uh, Solana Beach uh, out here north of San Diego and and they have a live a band there that was live streamed we bought tickets to it and they gave us a password and we live streamed it right in our house
0: yeah the the facebook takeover that's the latest thing uh, people have been taking over my radio what uh, facebook page and you know mm-hmm. and i i think there's a i don't know maybe four, almost 4000 fans on there but it's 4000 people that they would would not have had contact with before and that's that's a pretty cool right. thing is 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 right. helping people out man uh, helping get the oh, word
1: absolutely.
0: out absolutely yeah. Yeah.
1: dan i think uh, you know you talked about the internet and you know you gotta i think that's one of the things you gotta do is is not be negative all the time and look at the positive things that have come out of it and uh you know like your show the uh, that what makes you famous is is uh, is It's cool. I I mean, I like listening to those episodes, the podcasts on the, on YouTube are for anybody that's into like DIY musicians. I love listening to those things. I just like to hear like what other people are doing, you know, and a lot of the, a lot of your guests are doing a lot of DIY stuff and, you know, and you have all different artists and things on there. I've seen you've had like author or poets and, and uh, all different genres of music and stuff. So I think that's really cool. It's just, uh, good information. And, um, you know, if you're stuck inside and you can't do anything, it gives you something interesting to listen to.
0: Absolutely, man. I listen to podcasts all day long, man. And I, I started this thing, uh, was it February of last year? And just talking to people and and finding out more, it gives me the opportunity. It's purely selfish. Really. It gives me the opportunity to learn things from, from folks. And, and, you know, I, I get content you get promotion but we all learn from each other and that's a wonderful yeah, thing yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: it's, it's win win yeah
0: yeah. yeah yeah yeah
3: all right well i i, I, go ahead. I run a lot of the uh, the social media like uh, instagram and, and twitter and i tell you i've met a lot of really cool bands out there that uh, that now I, i'm friends with that I, i'll probably never meet in person but you know it's, it's 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 there's a lot of really great bands out there yeah the indie yeah the Indian music world is real
2: Cause everybody's really got the same uh, situation and everybody's really supportive. And it's just nice to know that there's other folks out there doing what you're doing. They all support each other and they're really good. people. You know, I mean the, bo- the bottom line is they're good people.
0: Yeah. Well, if anybody five years ago asked, Hey, what's your five year plan? What do you think you're going to be doing in five years? Nope. You're wrong. Cause 2020 <laughs> sucked, but all right. Five <laughs> years are now, Five years from now, what do you think the shrubs are going to be doing? And let's go with uh, Charlie on this one. What, what do you? What are the shrubs going to be doing in five years? Or what do you? What do you want? To, what do you want out of this band?
1: Uh, you know, um, I gave up on fortune, so I'll sell for fame. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: No, you know, I, I just enjoy, uh, I enjoy playing and writing and arranging and stuff, and so. Even if we didn't get any response from anybody, I would still be doing it. So, you know, as long as I'm able to do it, I'll keep doing it, you know, as long as we can. And if we do, I don't catch a break and we get out your way, you know, maybe we'll uh, play a gig near you and we'll hook up and uh, we'll buy you a beer. We owe you one.
0: That would be fantastic. (laughs) You owe me nothing. But Spike, uh, wait, all three of you, uh, RJ, are you a family man? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Okay, good. And Spike, family?
2: Yeah, I have uh, two adult children. Um, college graduates and so yeah, you know, it's, it's been uh, music doesn't pay tuition very well. No, yeah. no, I, what I'm
0: getting at is, is our, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that you're not going through this whole lockdown thing by yourselves, you know it's oh, no, nice, no. You know, it's good that you have somebody in the house to, to kind of, you know, hey, it, it's nice to be married, it's nice to have a girlfriend or, or what have you, it's nice to have a partner in this life, you know it, it, yeah. love, baby, it's, that's what it's all about yeah. And, and and I know that's why Charlie started that guitar. He's not admitting it. You know, it's for love, man. It was to get the chicks. That's why people well, play guitar. Dan, Dan, you bring
1: up a great point, though, is the support network we've had for this band, you know, between our friends and family and just people, you know, even people like yourself and other uh, internet radio stations and promoters and things that like you know it would really we really wouldn't be here if it wasn't it's not just us you know that's the thing about this band too that that's the other thing that keeps us going is you know it's not about us anymore we really you know we just want to keep going as long as people are digging it. we're just going to keep doing oh, yeah. it for that we you know make any money or not
0: no. Yeah. well all right i mean now that people know a little bit about you let's start to wind this thing down i want to give uh, you guys the opportunity to have a little free time uh, to, uh, give shout outs to the people that have helped you out along the way, RJ, any avenues that you want to explore that you want to let people know about, or any shout outs that you want to give to people that have helped you along the way RJ. Well,
3: yeah, there's, there's been a lot of people that have helped us out. Like we've, you know, a couple bands out of Austin, uh, have really been good friends to us in, 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 you know, promoting our stuff. Um, So I'll give a shout out to Rye from the metal birds because him and I have have become pretty close and talking about, you know, what's going on and what's next and, and, you know, sharing music and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been a lot of bands like the incurables. I don't know if you've, have you interviewed the
0: incurables? I think I talked to Rye though. good dude. but I haven't, I I don't know the incurables, man. There's another band that you turned on and
3: they're, they're a really good band. Um, they, they, they actually just, you know, since I've known them, they've gotten a record contract and everything. And, you know, we all shout out to each other. So
0: record contracts. How about that? Yay or nay?
2: <laughs> good work. Yeah. If you can get it. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, yeah, uh, I you know, know. people it's can do everything. World. People can do everything independent now. It, it You know, yeah. it, it Spike, uh, while you're giving your shout outs, uh, what do you think about, record companies and record contracts. Have you ever had to deal with them or have you always been independent?
2: Uh no, we we've always been independent. I guess the upside to that is you own your music. Mm, the yeah. downside to that is you don't get the power of promotion from the big money. But um you know we're okay with where things are at. When we started remixing our music, I literally thought it was for friends and family. I never envisioned it getting to where people can that we didn't even know. Um so that we've kind of Come across it's been all this unexpected, really cool stuff. But we had any kind of tie, kind of corporate anything. And yeah. I, I mean, I foresee that happening. I mean, I, I like to be wrong, but um, we're we're content. You know the way things yeah. are for sure. You no, know, it's it's all good. All right, Spike. Yeah, we, um, give the shout out. I mean, oh wait, go ahead, RJ.
3: Uh, sorry. Um, so I, I think about you know back when we were playing out live, you know we were we were we were happy if we could get somebody from the next town over to come see us. And now it's like you know we I just just on Spotify did our year round uh, our year end uh, wrap up, and we're we're heard in sixty two countries. It's like we would yeah. have never have been able to do that, you know, if it wasn't for the internet and and uh, you know independent uh, uh, these independent distributors.
0: The yeah. shr- the shrubs known all over the world. <laughs> so Spike, give some shout-outs, man. Anybody that has helped you along the way?
2: Uh well, obviously um foremost would be my parents for letting me get drunk and continue to bat day and night, whenever. Um that that just that for me, that was all in the beginning. My touring life, um Maddie the light man Canino that I mentioned earlier, he was my right hand guy and he, moving all my stuff humanly possible okay. and um you know friends and family have just been at all the gigs i'll probably steal one of charlie's guys uh, brad ordway um he was he let us use his house to practice do our rehearsal he hosted some parties where we first got our feet wet with playing um and you know just those people come to mind right away you know family close friends and anybody who helped us get going in the beginning
0: charlie any any other avenues you want to explore or, or shout outs you want to give
2: i just i'll echo everything
1: uh spike just said and you know we've got tremendous uh support system with between friends family um internet radio stations have been really great to us including uh radio watt has been great and uh again i just want to shout out to you keys dan because I think it's cool what you're doing for these independent artists. It's just, it's giving people um, a chance to get out there and get some exposure. And really these days, I mean, that is the biggest thing now is just, you know, getting your name out there and, you know, having a chance to, you know, finding that person out there to discover you. Maybe you're not going to get a record contract, but. Um, you know, it's, you know, all this work that you do to promote and, and give people exposure and you're not charging them anything. I just, I just think that's awesome. And there's, yeah. you know, there, besides, beyond you, there's like other people that have done similar things like, like Mike was saying about, you know, the indie artists and the support group. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And, uh, it's, well, just it means thank a lot.
0: <laughs> well good. What uh, do you know what that group is? I mean, you, I, I don't know other, other radio stations, other podcasts, other, other people that have helped you along the way? Do you know that that support group? What is that?
1: Well, Uh, I just met in general. I mean, you know, we've we've worked with like hundreds of internet radio stations and uh, but, you know, even just, you know, fans that have stuck with us since the 80s and and, you know, (laughs) and maybe they don't maybe they don't uh, they can't come out and see bands and stuff like that, but they still buy our MP3s and you know, we've been through it all like, you know, we were selling cassettes out of our trunks, um, <laughs> CDs, uh, you know, MP3s and now streaming. And, you know, I mean, you know all about the technology now, how complicated it is between that and social media. So it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. But, uh, you know, if you get that one person there that either helps you out or they, you know, they buy a stream or
0: something, it just it makes it all worth it. Well, for the kids out there listening, that was back in the 1900s. A lot of, a lot has changed. <laughs> a lot has changed, Grandpa. A lot. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's finish this thing off, man. The shrubs. I've I've enjoyed talking to you. I, I look forward to talking to you again in the future. I don't want this to be the, the end. But uh, as things progress, uh, let's catch up from time to time. But uh, I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. They could be words that you live by, a mantra. And I'll give each one of you a chance to give last words for the people. It could be, um, you know, things that you, you live by or it could just be whatever pops in to your head at this moment in time. RJ, you give the first last words for the people.
3: <laughs> OK, I think that, yeah, I think that that uh, persistence is is really key because it's, you know, with our workflow, it's it's difficult being on the, you know, being on the, the West Coast is it definitely makes it more difficult to collaborate. But if, you know, if you're persistent, it'll pay off because, you know, I, I, think some of the stuff we've come up with is, is pretty exciting. And, and we've got, you know, a lot more stuff coming down the line that, that we're working on.
2: Yeah. Mr. Spike last words for the people from you. Yeah. Well, um, I guess, uh, in the, in the words of, uh, uh Neil Peart, um, to all the percussionists and drummers out there, he, he his quote was, if you have a problem, take it out on a drum. And I think that that really, to me, is like um, people just need to be kinder to each other and find ways to deflect some of the negative going on in a constructive way, okay? Um, that's my takeaway, I guess, is in this world where there's so much tension and so much seemingly too much hostility, find alternative ways to, to expel that energy. So in my case, the drums. There's other ways to do it for everybody out there.
0: Spike, thank you so much for teaching me how to say Neil Peart. Uh, you've changed my life. All right. Charlie, you're the you're the one that I've been contacting the, the longest, the most. <laughs> Last words for the people. And, 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 and for those that are just listening to the audio version of this, I can check out the audio the video version, which I will have on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash user, forward slash keys Dan. Or just look up keys Dan and look for the Radio What logo right next to my my name. Charlie was was uh, flashing a shirt said what live uh, what was it you said live United. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your last words for the people? No, you know I'm just say,
1: I, I'll echo Mike's sentiments. Uh, you know, um, thanks to everybody out there that supported us, and uh, we love everybody, and uh, you know we're going to get through this all together and uh peace love god bless and uh like i said any musicians out there check out keys dan's what makes you famous podcast there's a lot of good info and a lot of good diy information it's awesome i love it
0: well there you have it party people The Shrubs, RJ, Spike, Charlie. It's a threesome. It's a trio. That's all you need for a rock group. (laughs) And they sound awesome, man. I was listening to their music on their YouTube channel. I mean, they put it out there. Why why don't you take a listen? It's good music, I'll tell you. And if you have the opportunity, uh, buy some of their music on on, uh, Apple and Amazon and iTunes. I mean, merely just check out their website. I got the website pulled up right here. It's the-shrubs.com. There you go. Go visit the shrubs on their internet website. And uh, yeah, join them on their social media and find out more and listen more. Man, it was good talking to them. I appreciate them so much. I'm kind of sad that they they're kind of far away from each other geographically, but this internet can be used for good and they're using it Properly making more music for you, for me, for us to listen to, The Shrubs. Good to know The Shrubs. Thank you so much for being on the program, the What Makes You Famous podcast. If you, now I'm turning my attention to you, would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email info at com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan. RadioWhat.com. DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here.
3: Radio What. The music you want. Hey guys. This is Shelly G with a fast fact. A piano covers the full spectrum of all orchestra instruments. From below the lowest note of the double bassoon. To above the top note of the piccolo. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio radiowhat.com
0: Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of keysdan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of radiowhat.com. The music you want is on. If you like what you hear, follow what makes you famous social media. Use the hashtag what makes you famous. Follow on Facebook at what makes you famous follow on Instagram at what makes you famous follow on Twitter at makes famous and follow on YouTube at keys. Dan leave what makes you famous podcast to review and subscribe. PayPal.me forward slash KeysDan. Email info at radio what What makes you famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening.